Thank you for downloading this podcast. The Kingdom Rehab Podcast is designed to help you recover and even discover your kingdom identity through the relevant Word of God. Please leave a comment after enjoying the ministry of Apostle Arlel Newton. This podcast will offer programming that ministers to the mind, body and soul. We pray that you are blessed by this ministry. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Lift your hands. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Father, we declare that we love you more than anything. Father, we thank you because we are the righteousness of God and we're thankful because you've chosen us. Father, out of all the people in the world, you chose us, you set us apart before the very foundation of the world that we may access the things you have for us. Grant unto us today revelation knowledge. Thank you for positioning us. Thank you, Lord, that we're poised and we thank you for the time of preparation. Now, Father, help us to access the next dimension of our existence. Father, we give you praise. Now we declare the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are so grateful to God and for God and all that he has done. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Genesis, the 40th chapter. Listen, we have a tremendous speaker this afternoon. That's going to bless us, amen, in a tremendous way. So, again, I want you to come back and be with us at 5 o'clock. Genesis 40. Genesis, the 40th chapter, 4-0. First verse says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended the Lord, their Lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers. He was mad, upset, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in the ward, in the house of the captain of the guard, into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. We're grateful on tonight for, today rather, for the word of God. And as I was studying this word and began to think about God and the whole concept of kingdom, um, on today I want to ask you a question, a simple question. Are you the baker or the butler? Simple question, are you the baker or the butler? Now the choice is up to you 
Are you going to be the baker or the butler? I was driving this week and the Lord began to talk to me about the idea of kingdom. We got a good lesson on kingdom this week and the idea of culture. The definition of culture is simply the beliefs, customs, arts, etc. of a particular society or group. Culture is also a way of thinking, behaving, or working that exists in a place or an organization. Let me say that again. A way of thinking, behaving, or working that exists within a particular organization. Those of you that have been here any length of time, can you see that there has been a culture? I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about this church. Sometimes the culture can be, uh, you can exchange that word culture for tradition. And so what has happened in the body of Christ, unfortunately, is that culture has become more important than kingdom. And so then when culture becomes more important than kingdom, then we are no longer fit for the master's use. All right, well, let's break this down a little bit further. When you say culture, because it becomes more, congratulations, I've seen the picture in D.C. also. Uh, 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 uh. When culture becomes more important than kingdom, this is what happens. When you have people that come in that are kingdom-minded, but they don't fit your culture, you will hold them back because they don't act like you, they don't think like you, they don't talk like you. And so then because they don't act, think, or talk like you, then they're not able to fit in your culture. When God never called them to fit in your culture, he called them to operate in the kingdom. And so then what happens is... When you have people, we have people that are not kingdom, we have people uh -huh, that are not culturally minded and so therefore you know people that are stuck in culture because people that are stuck in culture by nature turn out to be haters. Okay, because you can have somebody that's kingdom minded, that's trying to usher in what God is trying to do and so because we can't fit in kingdom, we'll try to trap them with our culture. Okay, because you don't do it like we do it, then that must not be God. No, listen, he said, behold, I'll do a new thing. And so then new thing is kingdom, old thing is culture. Right. Culture is a way of thinking, behaving. How many of be honest and say, listen, even in the church realm, you were hurt by old thinking. Oh, yeah, ain't going to talk back to me. You were hurt by old way of behaving. Oh, God, today. Huh? And so then, therefore, when you're stuck in culture rather than kingdom, culture says, listen, until you can come in the church, you can be gifted. But until I teach you my culture, then you can't work in the kingdom. Oh, God. So then what that says is that we're saying then the culture qualifies the kingdom. The culture never qualified the kingdom because the kingdom destroys culture. Because the culture cannot define or refine kingdom. Oh, God. So what happened was, are you the baker or are you the butler? Catch this. The Bible said that they were thrown into prison. They upset the king. Now that word right there lets us know if there is a king, then there must be a king. Thank you. And so let's we'll put it all together because somebody may think you're calling them dumb kingdom. Put it together. <laughs> there is a kingdom. 
So then in the kingdom, the only one that matters is the king. The king sets the rules. So now the baker and the butler got the king upset. And the king said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put y'all in prison. What is amazing to me is this. The baker and the butler got in trouble, not because they upset the king, but they got in trouble because they were a part of God's plan. Because out of all the people in the prison that they got put with, they got put in prison with a little man by the name of Joseph. Now, if you understand something, Joseph had favor with Potiphar. And so Potiphar didn't want to, but because Potiphar had sister Potiphar, and she said that Joseph tried to go with her. Y'all ain't going to talk back, but that's old school, go with. He tried to go with her. Potiphar had to put him in prison to keep his wife happy. Oh, God, today. Can I tell you something? You better be careful when you get a wife that make you go against your custom in order to keep her happy. Listen, if you got somebody that tries to make you go against who you are to keep them happy, that's really a sign of witchcraft. <laughs> Manipulation. So he put him in prison, but guess what? Joseph was in charge even in prison. Wait a minute. Joseph was in charge in prison, yet and still, the breaker and the butler come into prison, and we find the man in charge serving them. Oh, God. Can I tell you something? Every real leader is not afraid to serve because he realizes even if I serve, I'm still in charge. See, we got people nowadays that don't want to serve because if I see, if I get caught serving, somebody's going to think I'm not the H-N-I-C. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. The Bible said that Joseph served the baker and the butler. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? Which one are you? So, the Bible said that both of these fellas, guess what happened? They had a dream. They had a dream that shook them. But this dream was so powerful, they were unable, hallelujah, to interpret their dream. Can I tell you something? Every time you got to be careful because every time you have a dream, it's not spiritual. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Because you can have a dream just because you got too much dreams come from when you have a multitude of things on your mind. And they can bring about dreams. So sometimes you're thinking about so much stuff and you have a dream and then you wake up thinking you're spiritual. Child, you know the Holy Ghost ain't never spoke to you now. Don't go to acting like he's talking to you while you sleep. You couldn't hear him when you was woke, so you ain't going to hear him while he sleep. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. So you got to be careful when you have these dreams. So they had a dream that they could not interpret. But here's a man by the name of Joseph that was a dreamer. Now catch this. The amazing thing we talked about it before was that when Joseph came up to his brothers, even before he had explained to them the dream he had, they declared, here come the dreamer. So then here's the amazing part about it is, it came out to me was that here, Joseph was in prison because of a dream. Catch this. He was in prison because of a dream, but that same ability to dream was going to take him out. Oh, God. Let me tell you something. Just because you got a gift and your gift puts you in a bad place, don't you allow your circumstances to stop you from working on your gift. Because that same gift that got you in is that same ability that's going to bring you out. The Bible said they dream. They said, well, Joseph told the fellas they dream. The Bible said that the baker went to him and told him what was going to happen. And he said, man, listen. He said, you done found favor. In three days, man, you get ready to come out of here. And the king is going to restore you. 
And so here comes the baker. He said, whoa, I mean, the butler first. And here comes the baker and say, well, now he told him something good. I know he got something good for me. Can I tell you something? This is where most of us mess up at. God can't trust most of us with the gift of interpretation because most of us, we're going to interpret based upon the emotions or the feelings of somebody else because they, he knew that the baker was looking for something good, but instead of being a real man of God, some of us are lying. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me. You know good and well. You know good and well. Every time a prophet come, everybody not getting no house. You ain't going to talk back to me. You know good and well. Everybody ain't getting no job. I see promotion from where? The couch to the love seat? Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Oh, God. So he told the baker, he said, man, listen, I'm sorry. But that's you getting ready to die. Three days you getting ready to die. Now catch this. I said to myself, son, I said, God, I say, out of all these two people, why did you choose the butler over the baker? I was driving and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and I'm going to explain it. The Holy Ghost said, son, it's simple. He said, the baker... He said, what does the baker do? I said, he cooks. He said, well, what does he use? I say, recipes. And I said, okay, God, what does that mean? He said, recipes are like the number of people in here. We can all cook the same thing, but all of us have a different recipe for the same thing. So the recipe, the problem with recipes are it leaves you room to put your own flair inside of the recipe. So then the Holy Ghost said, son, the reason why the baker didn't survive, he said, because anybody can cook. Oh. And then, and he said, but the baker, he said, anybody can cook, but when it comes down to the butler, not everybody can serve. Oh, my God, today. Uh-huh. Anybody give them the recipe. Listen, you don't have to have a good spirit to cook. All you got to know is how to follow the recipe. But if you're going to be a servant, you got to have the right spirit in order to serve. And so then, therefore, anybody can cook for the king, but not anybody can come before the king and serve him. Who are you? Are you the butler? Or are you the baker? So, the Bible said that Joseph told them the dream. And just like he said, three days later, ooh, can I tell you something? God gives us gifting, but he puts us in peculiar situations so that we will understand what he's trying to do. Let me tell you something. You got to have, even you got to have street sense, just smart common sense, because Joseph knew, he said, wait a minute, now the butler getting ready to come out of here. He's getting ready to be restored. And so Joseph knew, I'm not trying to stay in prison all my life. Oh, y'all didn't understand what I'm saying. 
He said, I'm not trying to stay off in here. I'm trying to look for me a pardon. I'm trying to get my sentence reduced. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. He said, I'm trying to go back and get it reheard. Let's go back before the judge. Uh, this mistrial. Let's do something. Let's see this thing again. So he said, you know what? The butler's getting ready to come out. See, some of y'all, you so deep, you don't have common sense. If you know the favor of God is on somebody, if you ought to be anybody's friend, you ought to be somebody's friend that you know God is blessing, ain't no need to hate on them because we think if I hate on you that God is going to stop blessing you. No, you are a silly person. If somebody is blessed, you do all that you can because when God blesses you, he said, I'll pour out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. So in other words, when God really blesses you, he gonna give you more than you can handle and so if I'm good to you then chances are you gonna be good to me look at somebody and say stop hating and learn to appreciate so now Joseph was a dreamer but it was amazing to me although he was a dreamer we never really find out until he was in prison that he could interpret dreams. Sometimes God puts us in difficult places in order to complete the giftings upon our lives. Because somebody would have been satisfied with just being able to dream. But somebody say, no, not only do I want to dream, but I want to be able to know what I'm dreaming about. I want to be able to interpret what's going on. And so then the Bible said that Joseph, that the butler was restored. But guess what? It still took two years. Because Joseph said, listen, man, all I'm asking you is when you come out, tell Pharaoh who I am. Tell Pharaoh what happened when you was in prison. Can I tell you something? The Bible says that your gift, oh God. It's going to make room for you, and it's going to bring you before great people. <coughs> Pharaoh had a birthday, and nothing worse than having a birthday but being troubled in your mind. The king got all these people getting ready to celebrate his birthday. He done fooled around and had a dream, and now it's worrying him. Maybe you've never had a dream that when you tried to say, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm going to just go back to sleep, and you couldn't even sleep because that dream was worrying you. And then maybe you do like me. The Lord give me something in a dream, and I say, well, when I wake up, I'll write it down. When I wake up, I don't bit more remember. I'd be having to seek him and say, Lord, what was you talking about? Yeah. Pharaoh had a dream, guess what, that he could not interpret. Let me tell you something. There is somebody that's going through something right now that was designed so that God can bring glory to your life. There's a gift that God has on the inside of you that's not going to come full circle until he uses you to give glory or to help somebody else out. Okay. There's, catch this. Okay. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is somebody right now that got what you need that got a little problem. And the answer to their problem is lying on the inside of you. So what God is doing is setting up a situation. That's why you got to be careful who you handle while you down because you never know the person that's going to put you before the right people. 
Pharaoh had a dream. Pharaoh got mad again. So now the butler got nervous because you remember the last time Pharaoh got mad, the butler was thrown into prison. He said, wait a minute, we got to figure this thing out. He went and got everybody and said, can you interpret this dream? They said, no. Let me tell you something. There's going to be some folks that's going to try to step in your shoes before you get there, but they won't fit. And so God is still going to have to come get you. That's why, let me tell you something, you don't have to try to fight nobody. Listen, what God has set up for you, it's going to work for you. All those people went to Pharaoh trying to tell him what he was dreaming about. He said, that ain't it. But the butler, whoo, somebody said he may not come when you want him, but he's always. For two years, Joseph sitting in prison, he's saying, man, this fellow done forgot about me. I can see Joseph saying, that's all right. I can hear Joe saying, that's all right. When I get out of here, I'm going to remember that. You know, we talk. Okay, you, okay, you're going to do me like that. Okay, I'm going to remember that. Uh-huh, and then this is what we say. You're going to need me before I need you. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. For two years, 24 months, he had to wait. He said, man, I done hooked this man up and told him what was going to happen. He promised me that he, wasn't gonna, he was going to tell the king. And then guess what? God used the very thing that got Joseph into prison was the very thing that was going to bring him out of prison let me tell you something the king had a dream lord have mercy and i believe i love god because you know god in the bible he always he always would trouble pharaoh remember he told Moses, he said man let my people go the bible said he purposely hardened the heart of pharaoh so that the glory of god could be revealed let me tell you something god is getting ready to change somebody's life just so that they will have to depend on you in fact the business is somebody you don't even know nothing about but god is getting ready listen that's why when god starts to connect you with people that he ordinarily would not connect you with you better know that God is getting ready to do something huh? because the extraordinary those things that are not normal that's a sign that God is getting ready because guess what when you access the next dimension now the things that were normal down here are not normal up there now when you begin to access the next dimension because see some of you you're just satisfied with going level to level now but levels are boring huh? I'm ready to go to the next dimension huh? I'm ready because I know that God has greatness. I want to say anybody in here that says, man, no, I know that God has some great things in store for me. I'm more than what you see. I'm more than what you've been experiencing. The Bible said that all of those sorcerers, all of those divination people, all of those people could not tell Pharaoh what he had dreamed about because there are some things that can't the devil can't tap into because at ordinary times Pharaoh would call the people that work black magic huh? he would call those that were sorcerers huh? they would pull up old spirits huh? they would conjure up the dead huh? in order to get a word huh? but can I tell you the season we're living in now huh? you can't go to a palm reader huh? you can't go to a sorcerer huh? we were somewhere yesterday and the lady said let me tell you my your future huh? I told her now if you keep up I already know where you going huh? it's called H-E double hockey stick huh? y'all ain't gonna talk back to be but this season and Pharaoh said well bring Joseph to me and he brought Joseph out of the prison and even before Joseph got his pardon Joseph said listen I'm on my way up I'm coming out of this
this thing. I can imagine even before Joseph knew what the dream was, he probably told everybody in the prison, he said, man, I won't be back no more. No more. I don't know if you know anybody that's been to prison. One thing that they do, they always give their TV. They leave it for somebody in there. Joseph probably told somebody in prison, you can have my TV because I ain't coming back after this. I'm going to see the king because the king got a problem and I got the answer in my mouth. Would you look at your neighbor and say, you got the answer in your mouth. You got to open up your mouth and speak what God has given you. He told Pharaoh, told him the dream and old Joseph interpreted the dream. But not only did he interpret the dream, but he told Pharaoh what he needed to do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So first of all, he heard the dream. Second of all, he interpreted the dream. But then here's the last thing that I loved about the situation. Not only did he hear the dream, not only did he interpret the dream, but in the dream there was a problem that Joseph told Pharaoh how he was going to solve it. He said there was going to be seven years where it was going to be nothing but extra. And then there was going to be seven years of lean. But he said, so what you ought to do is set this thing up like it need to be set up. But then what he told Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, well, what are we going to do? Pharaoh said, we need somebody that got the spirit of God in them that'll be able to handle what we need can I tell you something so Pharaoh said well you know what since Joseph told us the dream it's obvious God is with him there's no better choice than him so in other words God allowed him to interpret the dream but the interpretation of the dream he was the answer himself and so then that day he woke up in the prison but he went to bed in the palace he woke up in the prison but went to bed in the palace you'll catch it in a minute he woke up in the prison but went to bed in the palace what you trying to say if you trust God you will go wake go to bed you will wake up broke but you will go to bed rich you will wake up down and out but you will go to bed on top you will wake up lonely but you will go to bed feeling empowered. Is there anybody in here that says I'm ready now for God to get the glory out of my life? Is there anybody in here that says I believe that this is my season? I believe this is my hour. Would you grab a neighbor by the hand? Grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor, I know you've been in the prison but God is bringing you out I know you've been struggling but God is bringing you out I know you've been down but God is picking you up lift your voice and shout yes lift your voice and shout yes have I got a witness here the Bible said that that old Joseph he was now in charge of all of Egypt I came to let you know there is promotion 
oppression coming your way. I came to let you know there is breakthrough coming your way. You won't be down for much longer than this. This is the season of your revelation. Stop begging God, but start thanking God. Stop begging God, but start thanking God. Stop begging God, but start thanking God. Because if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would have been consumed a long time ago. But thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory. Grab your neighbor by the hand. Grab him just one more time and tell your neighbor, congratulations, you survived the worst part. Congratulations, you survived the worst part. And now there is nothing, no good thing will I withhold from you if you walk up right. No good thing will I keep from you. I might as well preach. Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Ah, listen. Listen. Everybody stand. Listen. Listen, listen, look at your neighbor and say neighbor, oh y'all ain't gonna talk back to me, say neighbor, say before the day, I thought I was the baker, I was walking around with an apron, but I'm gonna throw away my apron, cause I ain't the baker, I am the butler, I'm gonna serve God with all I have, I'm going to serve God uh, because once I serve God, uh, he going to bless me uh, more than I can imagine. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, look at me now. Uh, take a good look because uh, what you see uh, won't be like this uh, anymore. Uh, Listen, all right, catch this. So, so, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Not only are you going to interpret the dream, do y'all not understand? Joseph told him what the dream was. So, because Joseph told him the dream, he said, well, you might as well work it. So, listen, Pharaoh said, only because I'm the king, there will be no one greater in all of Egypt other than you but me. So, I think the songwriter said it like this. I'm all the way up. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. <laughs> Y'all don't want to be real. So, he went from prison to second in all In all of Egypt. Okay, listen to this. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. I was driving this week. Mother Brown, he was messing me up. Ooh, I was driving. He was, just, he was just talking to me. And I, you know, I ain't got more sense but to listen. 
the Holy Ghost said there were some things, catch this cousin, he said now, he said now, uh, when you pray, that's why we got to be careful, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, he says the power of life and death, my brother, is in our tongue. We can speak life or we can speak death. Catch this. The Holy Ghost said, Mama, he said there were some things that were determined before the beginning of time. He said, so the only way for you and I to access what was done before the beginning of time, there's one portal and that's your voice. Okay. Your voice is the portal that brings things from eternity Okay. Listen. Catch this. Your voice is what brings things from eternity. But check this out. They only will show up in one particular place. When eternity shows up into our existence, it only shows up in the now of God. Okay. I'm going to say it twice. Somebody going to get it. When anything comes from eternity, it only shows up in the now of God. And whenever you hear now in God in the same scripture, it says now faith. Okay. So when you speak it, you pull it from eternity, but it's only going to show up in your. So the only way that now will stop for eternity is when you open the portal called faith. So when you open up faith, you operate in the now. And that's the only time that God will show up in God. He won't show up in the future. Oh, God. He can't show up in the future. There is no future because he just is. Oh, God. So when he shows up, because guess what? Anything that you're looking for in the future, that's not faith. That's hope. Because faith says I want it to happen right now. Okay. So then, we, he talked about it on Wednesday. We were talking about it Wednesday, Thursday. Listen to this. That's what gets most of us in trouble. Because the Bible says faith, Abraham's uh, faith was counted unto him as righteousness, as his righteousness. Thursday. His faith, mother, was accounted to him as righteousness. So now, he, he hammered it home, but I don't think he really called it. His faith was accounted to him as righteousness. So in other words, he wasn't right like... That wasn't the righteousness. No, no. His faith was accounted to him as righteousness. So God. Oh God. He was believed to be right because he had faith in God. And it was accounted for him as being right. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, not shouting, not speaking in tongues, not blowing snot bubbles. Right. So in other words, read it like this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its faith. And all of these things, because somebody thought, catch this, I'm going to bust somebody's bubble. Somebody thought they weren't getting what they wanted from God because, well, you know, I'm not living right. Listen, when he promised it in eternity, he knew you weren't going to be living right. So faith says, God, although I know I ain't nothing, your word is true. Oh, God. 
Although I know I'm toe up, your word is true. That ain't going to talk back to me. So if I apply faith and stop trying to, trying to, some of us, we, we, we sin and trying to live saved because we worrying half to death. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go because I can't. I don't know. I don't want to be lost. Some of y'all won't even go to the movies because you're afraid. You tell us, what, what if he come back while I'm in the movie? I'm going to bust the movie theater wide open. I'm going straight to heaven. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. <laughs> and knowing, knowing how I do when we go to the movie, if he busts the screen open while I'm in the movie, I'm going to heaven with a large bag of popcorn. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, catch this. Man, when you, when you serve God, man, listen, the kingdom, the only currency mother that's needed in the kingdom is faith. Money don't spend in the kingdom. Oh, God. Catch this. Money don't spend in the kingdom, but the kingdom will get you some money. Oh, God. Let me tell y'all something. Man, this thing is already done. Y'all know he said something and, and, and it made just perfect sense. Sometimes we think it, we just don't know how to say it. He said, listen, he said, I didn't send them to do no prayer revival. I just sent them to heal. Period. Some of us go to the hospital. We be about ready to get kicked out of there. Come on, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> you come out of that ICU making all that noise. He said, go in there and heal the sick. Guess what? That's just one word. Okay, listen to this. Check this out. The things which are done from eternity takes our voice. You don't believe me? If that wasn't the case, then how come in that first chapter, the third verse, even if God spoke and said, let there be. So when he spoke, he even operated on faith. He said, I'm speaking, and I expect light to come. So when he spoke, eternity responded. I ain't going to talk back to me. That which was already created from the beginning. Now, if he is God, and he had to speak, who are we? Just speak the word. Let me tell you something. And I pray against the spirit of fear. Amen. Amen. No, no talk. Listen. Because fear, you can be looking at faith revealed right in front of your eyes, and fear will steal. We could have been in Joseph's situation. We would have been, I couldn't go before the king. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> you ain't going to talk back to me. And then listen, listen. Then it was a party too, child. What they wearing? I ain't got no outfit. They ain't gonna talk back to me. Guess what? That's culture. Because culture says you come a certain way. Listen. He, he, some folk wouldn't want to go before the king. Guess what? When your church is operating on culture, that's how they feel about your church. I would go before the king, but I'm not looking the part. How they look? Are they gonna look at me if I don't dress like they should say I'm supposed to dress? That's culture. 
But the king says, come as you are. I, you know, I need an outfit. My wife is notorious. <laughs> Baby, I ain't got no outfit. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and got closets full of stuff. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. So I just say, okay, babe. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. She said, what you going to wear? I just tell her something in that closet. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. But guess what? Listen, check this out. So the spirit of fear will grip us when I literally tell you after this week, beloved, when you and I start walking literally in kingdom authority, I crush everything that represents culture. Real talk. I crush it. I crush it. I crush everything that represents culture. Why? Because as long as some of us been living saved and still barely existing, listen, man, heaven is the ultimate reward. It's not the reward. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Heaven going to take care of itself. And some of us just suffer. We barely make it in. Lord have mercy. And that's why some folk in their casket look stressed. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. I know. Because I work off in there. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Time we spend all day trying to put a smile on folk face. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Yeah, y'all ain't going to talk back to me. No, I'm being, I'm being serious. You know, sometimes we get so emotional and all that kind of stuff. Listen, take it from your pastor. I've been in the funeral business. This is my 12th, 12th, year, 12th or 13th year. Let me tell you something. I know you how emotional you get and all that kind of stuff. But if y'all really knew, y'all wouldn't be off in there planting them big kisses and all that stuff. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Y'all better blow them. Or just touch them. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Son, am I telling the truth? Listen. What I'm saying is, you all, we're not just going to barely make it in, but we're going to go in because we're living kingdom. Listen, when I tell you God gave me that thing to literally shift us, our whole mentality, my God, today, everything that represents culture, we got to crush it. If this church is going to be what God has it to be, guess what? It's going to have to be. You ain't going to say nothing to me. Ain't going to have no choice. I'm kicking over everything. Sacred tiles, whatever it is, kick it over. Get rid of it. anything in your life. Guess what? If it ain't worked for you thus far. Hello? Some of us, remind me, I'm getting ready to pray. Remind me. Cousin Sheila tell you, Aunt Lorraine tell you. It's like this. We got so much culture. There were times, you bet not walk in my pastor house in the dark. My culture had so much stuff in there. Am I telling the truth? She had lamps and bric-a-bracks and end tables and all that. You had to go in like this, like a maze. <laughs> uh -huh. Just 
That stuff represents culture, just stuff. Hello, let me, listen, how many lamps do you need to light up one room? Wait, listen, listen, and I'm done. I love her, my, my father in their in the grave. God rest their soul. Listen, mother, it was so bad. She had all them lamps. And then, when you need to turn on the light, she had to go in the back and grab a bulb from somewhere else. <laughs> they ain't going to talk back to me. <laughs> Bro, Brother Earl, reach out of there and plug that lamp in. They ain't going to talk back to me. Get rid of anything that represents culture. Why? Because it ain't doing you no good. If it ain't doing you no good, you ain't going to do nobody else no good. It's time to access. Man, you are the butler. You're getting ready to be restored. Listen. In that dream with the butler, there were three vines that were connected to the butler. Those vines represented the spirit. In other words, hallelujah, there's an anointing upon your life to serve the king. There's an anointing upon your life to serve the king of kings. And as long as you serve the king, God said, you're going to be second. He has so much stuff. We read the story. He talked about it. Man, he saved his whole family. Man became rich. And still was humble. Had access to everything. But you need a little corn, go on there and get it. You need a few loaves of bread, go on there and get it. Go on in that pantry. Like Mother Freeman, go on in that second room where that little grocery store is. You ain't going to talk back to me. Everybody stay. Who are you? Are you the butler? Or are you the baker? Hallelujah. Anybody can cook. Ooh, God today. Lift your hands. But it's time to serve. Hallelujah. It's your service. And when I say service, I'm not talking about somebody using you. When I'm saying service, you make yourself available to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Because some folk are gifted at using your, your, your willingness to serve. I'm not talking about being manipulated to serve. Because if you got to be manipulated, once you're no longer afraid of that, then you'll stop serving. Amen. I'm talking about a heart of service. Amen. Mr. Fred talked about it today. When you start going backwards, you're getting weak. You're getting sifted. Uh-huh. When you have a heart to serve, you serve even when you don't feel like it. Amen. You serve frustrated. Amen. You serve upset. Amen. I don't feel like going. But the closer it get to time, you just get on up and get dressed. Huh? Father, today we thank you for this access that you've given us unto the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you because, listen, Father, we declare that today we are the butler. We're not the baker. God, but we have an anointing. We have a spirit to serve. And like you did it for Joseph. Our pit experiences, you're going to pull us out. Our prison, God, you're going to pull us out. God, and the giftings that got us in there, we're going to continue to work the gifts that you've given unto us. Hallelujah. Evil. 
My God, today, Father, we're all about the kingdom. God, forgive us for just being caught up in making the culture greater than the kingdom. Forgive us for being concerned about all this other extra. Hallelujah. But today, God, we submit to your will for our lives. We take our rightful place in the kingdom. Hallelujah. We take our rightful place in the kingdom of God. And God, I decree that blessings be released even now. I decree the manifestation of your presence in our lives. I decree it so in the, everything you've been praying for, the prayer is over. Receive the blessings of God. While your hands are lifted, I want to make sure that everyone is a kingdom citizen. When I say a kingdom citizen, I just want to make sure that you are in right standing with the king. I want to make sure today that you have made him the Lord of your life. I'm not saying you fall out and roll over. I'm saying you made a conscious decision, God. I want you to lead my life. I may not get it right all the time, but I know that you are the reason for my existence. If you're here today and say, you know what, Pastor Newton, man, I just want to make sure I'm doing this thing right. Make sure that I have access to all that God has for me. There's nothing wrong with, with just verifying and making sure everything is good. Hallelujah. If you're here today and say, you know what, man, I just want to check my relationship with God. I realize after today that God is doing something and he's destroying culture, but he's moving us into a place of kingdom. If you're here, just, just, just slip your hand up. I can pray for you right where you are. I just want to make sure my relationship is, is in the right place. Because let me tell you something. After today, your life will never be the same. After today, after this message, listen, man. You, you, you didn't know you are a butler. You're somebody. The butler personally serves the king. Knows what the king likes. Knows what the king likes to drink. Oh, God. Father, these hands that are lifted, God, we just say, search us, God. Search us today. God, if there be anything in us that you're not pleased with, God, if we haven't been walking like we should, God, we want you to know that we understand and realize you are the Lord of our lives. We ask for your forgiveness. Search us. Go in and out of our lives, God, and find anything that should not be, God, we ask for your strength. For, God, we want to walk in our kingdom authority. Oh, God, today, in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands. Tell the Lord, thank you. <laughs> Sit down. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. Such a sweet spirit in here, Father. Ah, yeah, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There was no one greater in all of Egypt than Joseph other than Pharaoh. Father, help us to remain humble even in the midst of our elevation. Thank you for your revealed word. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Listen, I want to share this while your hands are lifted. Not only is God going to interpret your dreams, but God is going to give you the game plan on how to carry